Welcome to Spicy Badass Psychics, where we deep dive into the mystique of sacred fame and use metaphysical wisdom to become living legends. I am a Janice, also known as Ultra, your host. I help mystics step into the spotlight and create visibility with purpose. I help the most amazing women brand like they're already famous because, because in, marketing in marketing and in and metaphysics, metaphysics perception, perception is reality. Find us on Instagram at Spicy Badass Psychics and follow us there for all this exclusive content and for a dope community of badass mavericks. Let's get the party started. Hello everyone, oh my god, I have such a juicy, juicy, awesome conversation and topic for you today. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And if you hear a little bit of noise in the background, it's because my headphones died and I still am going to record this content for you. Today, particularly, I want to talk to you about the three types of photography content that your business needs and why. And it's so funny because I'm literally gonna contradict myself as a photographer and branding person and a mystic and metaphysician. I have like my opinions, my strong opinions, but also as a marketer and a woman in business, um, there's some things that um, I have spoken uh, pu pretty publicly against. So for example, um, pretty public against how you shouldn't just you can't have a business based on selfies, not if you want to be taken seriously. And so because I work with mystics and psychics, one of the things that I really want to do and help people is be credible. The unfortunate thing is that we have 800 number psychics, we have TV psychics, we have scammers online, we have all this um, information of scammer, of scammers, of like quote unquote psychics and mystics and intuitives that um is potentially like like you know like a scam it's not real and so we have to fight as people who are intuitives and we use our psychic abilities in our work we have to fight all that noise and on top of that there's a lot of religious stuff um there's negative perspectives there's people who think that you know like witchcraft and wiccan and it's the devil and there's a lot of misconceptions and a lot of um, negative so, so associations, um, maybe at a, at a, at a global level, <laughs> even though I live in America, this is America, I live in California, Englewood. And so things are a little bit more liberal right where I am in my perspective certainly is more liberal, but I, you're going to hear me reason I'm saying all that is because you're going to hear me contradict my contradict myself. I'm going to tell you that you need selfies, <laughs> which is something I have many times argued that is something you did not need. And it, it it's kind of like it takes away from your credibility. Now, um, I want to bring some context and some expansion around these topics. And so the first thing we're going to talk about is selfies. Um, do you need them in your business? Do you not need them? Like, are they important? All the things I want to give you all my perspectives and all my opinions but the first thing I want you to know is that you may hear content and you may find content that tells you that you cannot run a business with selfies alone um, as in as women in general we're always struggling with being uh, taken seriously being credible and being seen as a true professional uh, we might have white hips big boobs and um, we might be sexy and that unfortunately sometimes takes away from our credibility and so i encourage people to have professional photos to increase that credibility right so i've always stood against um using selfies in your branding now the second thing that i think that i want to talk about is the second type of photo this is called the professional personal branding and it's more like a lifestyle type of photography right it means that Lifestyle photography means that you're, you know, in your home environment. Um, if you're a tarot card reader, you're reading tarot cards and someone is photographing you while you do that. Um, many times you see this type of personal branding where you see people sitting on a couch reading their own book. They're um, at a coffee shop 
pretending that they're having a call with a client. This is all very lifestyle-y. It's like a soft advertising. It's like, this is what I do. But it's also, you know, slightly staged, not fully staged. Because if you're a tarot card reader, um, you bring your tarot card. It's, that's not like you're pretending to be a tarot card reader. You are actually a tarot card reader. But nonetheless, this is the second type of photography that I want to talk to you about personal branding photography in the area of lifestyle. So number one, selfies. Number two, uh, personal branding lifestyle. And number three, I want to talk to you about scroll-stopping advertising vibes, which is um, what I've always primarily focused on. And this is, I've criticized number one and I've criticized number two. So I've criticized selfies and I've criticized these, this lifestyle type of, of branding that is very... Um, um, light and you know um, open and it almost feels like you're taking a peek into someone's life but we all know that is you know obviously staged um, sometimes people rent the Airbnb they don't live there but they do give this impression that this is their lifestyle this is how they live um, and of course my jam which is has a little bit same I would consider it the same thing personal branding just like selfies will be part of your personal branding but this one has like a little bit more of advertising vibes and the difference of the top two and this last one is that I chose to be more in that advertising more um, studio work because it's just more creative for me so I'm more interested in telling a story about your brand than showing people who you are. Does that make sense? Okay. So I want to start with selfies, why you need them, and what I what I think about them. My real my real 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 belief that selfies are needed and required needed and required now i've also changed my mind about this in recent events and i'm going to explain to you why in just a short moment but i used to come from the mentality that if you were in business you had to be you had to treat business as a real business that's but that's primarily because i wasn't working with understanding the market sophistication and also the market demand uh, you know every single phone in the world has a camera, a front camera, a back camera. Selfies are not just like what people take, but it's essentially a lifestyle. People used to um, put their life on social media and now people live their life through social media. It's very different type of market sophistication that sometimes we're not even fully aware of. So where at one point I thought that selfies were actually detrimental to your brand, I stand somewhat corrected. I stand corrected because of the reason I believe this is important and is something that is actually a trending thing. A trending thing is that we have now created this AI generated brand ambassadors. These women are, these AI women are hot. How do I know about this? Because you know, I'm not like the nosy types that knows all the trends and stuff. Actually, it was my man. It was the love of my life who said, can you believe that there's this hot ass girl? And she's the new, like, you know, whatever for this agency, this brand. And she's completely AI. And she's hot as hell. She's got pink hair. And I was like, <laughs> and she clearly works because here you are talking about her. But what I really thought was fascinating was um, how easily women are, are usually replaced, right? So it brings me to a, a deeper, more important topic that's personal to me. That like somebody, some computer nerd somewhere created a fully fictitious woman with these certain face, with the certain hair, certain skin, something that's like you know a walking hard on, um, uh, you know every fucking nineteen year olds or sixty five year olds wet dream. And now this fake AI woman actually makes more money than real human influencers. And ultimately, that is what the article that my man was talking to me about. He was just like, can you believe this is so crazy? This, this fake person makes millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars because this company did not want to give that money to real people influencers because, quote unquote, they were difficult to deal with. And so the first lesson is that everybody wants ease, even people with money. 
So if you are hard and complicated, which most uh, women are, and they're not hard and complicated because we want to be hard and complicated. We are hard and complicated because we're not understood by men who are primarily the owners of businesses. So while I wasn't terribly offended, I was like, this is fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, this is just not okay. Um, this is the problem with the patriarchy, right? They keep making women like property or things that you can use. And it really dehumanizes the female and the power. And it's crazy because I don't know the real deal behind this article or this story. But I can imagine that men find these women, these influencers hard because they want to charge money and they, they want to stand up for themselves. And so here you are, again, this this cannibalism type of business that instead of creating um, relationships with their, um, basically with their talent, what they're doing is completely erasing the talent. I mean, mind you, wasn't that what the strike in Hollywood's all about? They, like erasing the human because it's so much cheaper to just create a completely AI persona that is like hot, never gets tired, never has pimples, never has children. And then what they do with the AI, they feed all of our real human emotions, all of our, 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 our most precious things that make us humans, they feed it into this fake person who then is not only visually engaging, but she's emotionally engaging. And this person, this fake person that doesn't exist is making millions and millions and millions of dollars for a bunch of companies. And this is not only a trend, but it is an insult. If you guys don't see how this is a complete and utter insult, it, it's it, like, it's beyond me. Okay, let's continue. I don't want to get too much off on a tangent. So this is why I have re reclaimed the selfie. Now, I always thought, honestly, and I didn't admit it because it wasn't necessarily a, the point that I was covering through my service and in, in, in the um the work that I do. But I always thought that selfies were needed and necessary because of rapport. Rapport just means that people need to know that you're a real person, that you connected to a real human being, which is what social media is all about. We don't necessarily get the most credible information that we can we can trust from watching a tv commercial but we will go to an influencer on youtube we'll go to an influencer on any medium right and get their opinions because this is like for us this is a real person this is not an advertiser this is not some corporation crook that's trying to like you know take advantage this is a person that says like yeah she's popular yeah she's this and the other but she's a real person right selfies it shows that you're real human um, and that you're not above like the imperfections, right? Because selfies don't need to be perfect. You can throw a filter, but you could do like, this is me. You could be, um, you know, like raw and real. You could be tired. You can have bags and pimples on your face. And people will connect to that because it's fucking real. Like these are things that happen to women. I remember Cardi B one time, somebody was saying something about her pimples and she goes, just so I, just because I got money, just because I got fame, I can't get pimples. Like, what is actually wrong with people? That the moment that somebody has any amount of fame, any amount of power, any amount of prosperity, that they suddenly are no longer considered humans. That they should behave better than humans when they're just humans. That they should make better decisions than humans when they're just humans. And that they should talk better than humans when we're all just humans. So let's bring all of us right back to the same even plane. We're all humans. Selfies are going to be more important than ever because you're going to have to demonstrate to your people that you are a real person. There's a lot of people online that are being conned and tricked by AI images. And I'm not like saying that AI is not a useful tool. I use AI, especially when I do product photography, which I don't do a lot. Um, but every now and then I have to shoot some products and I don't love it. And I'm quite honest, not even that good at it. And so I utilize AI to help me with backgrounds. That way I don't have to um, maybe go rent a studio or, you know, get super creative or spend a lot of money. I simply take the photos, 
and those photos I've already taken, then I go ask AI through Photoshop or through an app or whatever it may be to enhance the background, to help me bring some color and some atmosphere. Um, so, you know, that doesn't feel like cheating to me. It feels like exactly what AI is for is to utilize, you know, our, our skills with, with the AI, not to have it compete or eliminate, eliminate us. So number one, Selfies are important. It's just how you're going to prove you're a real person. And trust me when I tell you, even say, even um, selfies are going to be um, fake. So it is up to you to demonstrate that you're a real person. People buy from people. People want to focus on you because there's a story about you. There's a relatability there. Um, and I think that is just flat out outrageous that... Um, human beings are making judgments against other human beings. And in the same vein, in the same line, this company complains that the influencers were difficult. I guarantee that the influencers were probably raising, um, you know, topics around maybe being more fair, maybe about getting paid more. I mean, you would pay an influencer, I don't know, $10,000 and make 200 billion, 200 million, like it's disproportionate. But like literally, that's what cor corporations sometimes are seeking. They're like not necessarily seeking to pay and to have this collaborative environment with influencers. They're just looking to make money from someone who's like crafted and developed a, a really intimate relationship with their audience. I think that needs to be respected. Okay, number two. Let's talk about branding, personal branding, lifestyle, professional photography. I also talked a lot about a lot of shit about this. Um, because one thing that the human does not enjoy is to be conned or to be tricked. We see this in movies and actors. When you have an actor who is not embodied, the actor is pretending to be the part. And we call those people bad actors. Now, remember, whether you're a good actor or a bad actor, it doesn't dictate your financial situation. It doesn't dictate your fame. Because if you know a bad actor and if you know a bad rich actor, then you know that talent is irrelevant. But for the sake of this argument, <laughs> we're talking about people hate to be duped, to be tricked, to be conned. That's why we all hate to be lied to. So when you have an actor um, on screen and they are not embodied, it literally just sounds like they are pretending and when we hear pretentiousness in the tone and we can see it, we are not going to buy into whatever that actor is saying or doing. Denzel Washington is an extremely embodied actor. That's why when he plays a role, we believe him. We think he is that character. It takes me back to Training Day, that movie. And he was so embodied. And what was really impactful for me about that movie is that I had associated Denzel Washington with being a hero with movies where he is like a good person and in this movie he was so bad and he was so good like I bought it I like I like once I think of training day I and I think of his character it's really hard for me to separate like that character from Denzel because he played it so well so embodied Right. And I can't come to to think about any examples, right, you know, to mind about bad actors, because that's also, you know, an opinion. But, you know, you can do your own mental searching. Have you ever seen a movie and it was just trashed? You're just like, holy crap, that was bad. Even if it was beautiful, even if it was like, you know what? I have a perfect example. The Dolly Parton little halfway show, halftime show on like Thursday that was Thanksgiving here in America and she was dressed now Dolly Parton is an iconic country and pop idol and star and she is incredible I've seen her documentary I'm not putting her down please don't get it twisted but they put her a 77 year old lady in like a Dallas cowboy cheerleading outfit which was basically like hot pants and like a little tube top and everybody's like, but she looks so good for her age. No, she doesn't fucking look good for her age. She looks good for her surgeries. Because at 77 years old, her titties are harder than mine's and bigger. She's like, you know, very thin. 
and she was kind of wearing a bodysuit so we don't know how how crazy her skin looks because you know when you get old your skin looks all floppy i know my neck is starting to i was just thinking today like i need some neck treatments like what or 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 instagram needs to like extend their filters from their face to the neck area have, have you seen those people I've seen so many of those people and it doesn't really bother me, but I think it's funny that your whole face looks like you're 22 and your neck is like 62. Anyways, here's an example of what I considered bad. Dolly Parton was lip syncing and she wasn't even lip syncing in tune to the song. You know, she was a little bit delayed. She was a little bit off. She was also, because she's fucking 77, out of breath and hanging on for dear life to the stage there was a stage where she was standing and another one next to her that was like a higher stage and she just kept walking back and forth hanging on to that as she was lip syncing and it was so fake it was so weird for me I was like why do we need to sexualize a 77 year old woman who's an icon why do we need to do that why do we need to make women into these goofy inflatable dolls like a walking wet dream at 77, right? And I brought this up with some, um, my my mother-in-law, which is in her 60s and her partner, who's probably in his 60s too. And me and my man were talking about that. We're like, oh my God, it was terrible. And like literally he was just defending her. And this is what he was defending. He was defending her looks. I think it's appalling that when a man stands up for a woman, it's about how hot she is. Like Dolly Parton is an incredible icon and she's a genius mastermind on how she actually approaches personality, branding, and fame. I'm telling you, if you want to learn how this woman transcended so many barriers and how she became a country singer, iconic, uh, iconic, um, legendary person, whatever. Find a documentary and, and learn about her. But I think that putting her on a fucking stage in hot pants, it's disrespectful and absurd, even if she agreed to it. Because what it's saying is that we need to be able to sexualize, sexualize women at every age. And that a sexual woman is a woman that's 77, but looks like one of the cowboy dancers that's probably in her 20s. It's so fucking wrong. I'm sorry, but it's wrong. So here's a perfect example of because she wasn't lip singing in tune, because she wasn't embodied and she's not a 22 year old. She couldn't be embodied of a 22-year-old. She's an older woman and should be treated with um, so much um, regard. You know, like there's an eminence. That's the word that's really potent coming through. And we just like made her into like an old blow-up doll. I'm sorry, it was weird. But that's a person that is not... even though you know it's like her song and she's playing herself she's not necessarily embodied because in my opinion it was so outside of what felt like an iconic performance it felt like yet another patriarchy perspective on how women should be at any age and which is to be a sexual object when um, my mother-in-law's boyfriend was defending her, I was just like, well, I don't think that we need to take a legacy like hers and, you know, like make it into where, oh my God, but she looks good for her age. No, she fucking doesn't. No, she doesn't. We got to stop lying to ourselves and stop lying to women that at 77 years old with like triple D's, big hair and, you know, heels walking like a newly born Bambi, that that's hot. Like she could be hot. I don't care. But like, why? Why? Imagine like a hot dude that takes off his shirt when he's performing and he's singing now imagine he's doing that when he's 77. Imagine that he's got a checks, like a fake ch- pectorals, and he got fake muscles. I mean, actually, Sylvester Stallone, with the amount of surgery he has, he looks pretty weird. I don't want to see him without a shirt. I don't want to sexualize him. He's an old man. I respect him. Shouldn't that be enough? <sighs> I went off on a tangent. Number two, personal branding lifestyle. I usually criticize this 
because I tell people like, oh, you're fake drinking coffee at a shop. You're fake pretending to, you know, walk around in, in your home. You're and the reason I never liked that is because I felt that that was not really putting the business um, as the highlight and the reason and the motivation and the investment for the photography. It felt to me like people just needed pretty pictures of themselves. And because my background is in advertising, I was just like, it's a waste of time and it's a waste of money to do like things that aren't high leverage. So you're going to spend thousands of dollars, you know, $4,000, $6,000 on a photo shoot of you like sitting down looking at a computer and that's not even the kicker everybody is doing it everybody started to do it so then nobody stood out at all whatsoever with this type of photography but let me tell you why now i think it's important i think it's important that people see you doing your thing if you're a tarot card reader it's important that people see you doing your thing why our attention span has gotten so diminished so diminished that people need to know right away what you do because most people need to know if you're going to take advantage of them or not right away. That's where selfies really help the, your cause, right? You're just like, I'm a real person. Look at me, selfies, my kids, my family. That behind the scenes stuff is really going to help you. The second part is like, you need a professional images of what you do. So if you do take calls uh, where you're having coffee at a coffee shop, then that's what you do. And you should show that because... When you do your calls with your clients, they're going to see like, oh, you're at a coffee shop. I remember personally, I was at um, a coffee shop when I visited, I was visiting my, my parents in New York, my mom, and I had a client call and I had to go to Tim Hortons because I don't know where the Starbucks was, but Tim Hortons is big up in, you know, um, what I call lower Canada, which is Buffalo, New York. <laughs> Um, Tim Hortons is a big deal. Oh my God. I, I can literally go for some t Tim Hortons right now. I'm gonna try to get the sponsorship. Just kidding. Um, I went to Tim Hortons, bought myself a fucking coffee and had my client call there. You know what I'm saying? So that was real for me. That wasn't like I was pretending. So I think it's really important to have professional photos that highlight what you really do in a professional manner. And that's not going to be something that you can do with a selfie. Now, last but not least, this is where I come in. This is my favorite because I like the idea of advertising. Advertising is not a logical thing, right? When you do direct response from like business to business type of connections and marketing, you're doing direct, easy, punchy, let's go, right? Title, get attention, tell me what you want get a CTA, let's get in, let's get out, let's work it out. With advertising, this is a long game. And with advertising, the style is more about um, calling attention, holding attention, creativity, innovation, standing out. Um, so I call this one the um, scroll stopping like professional images, right? So let's recap. Number one, we have selfies. Should you create st uh, scroll stopping selfies? Sure, but that's just like a matter of chance, right? Number two, um, branding lifestyle images. Absolutely, unequivocally, you need to show people what you do in a professional way. And number three, this type of personal branding that has a little bit more of um, uh, like a higher production value. And this is all aimed about high visibility, meaning that if you want to get on the cover of a magazine, you're not going to be able to send the selfies. You're not going to be able to send that branding lifestyle shot because it's too generic and too many people have those. You're going to have to create something that stops the scroll, right? Or ultimately gets attention. And you only have 55 seconds to do that. If you're trying to approach national media and when we're talking about creating fame, creating sacred fame, um, you got to know all these layers of things so you know how to approach it and what to send them, right? You're not going to send a selfie to a magazine or to a news article and talk about how amazing and successful you are. You're going to send an image. Now, if you send a generic branding lifestyle image, which really belongs in your marketing content, not in your, you know, like highly polished type of advertising type of work, um, if you send them that, chances are that you'll get declined 
because your images aren't getting, um, aren't um, attention grabbing. So your article has to be in point if you're trying to um, be featured on news articles or newspapers and, and media. So what you talk about has to be um, extremely important, but there's nothing more important than stopping the scroll, than getting those 55 milliseconds of attention in a world that's moving so quickly and we have so much to think about and so much to do. And the way that I like to focus on scroll stopping um, type of personal branding is having a little bit of higher production. So it's a little bit higher cost, but this is the stuff that you will turn in to these high leverage collaborations, right? So when you're approaching people, let's say that you're trying to approach a sponsorship, you're not going to send a selfie. You're probably not going to send a really safe lifestyle shot. What you're going to send is the jaw dropping scroll stopping images because you want to have the highest chance on getting featured in that national media or or even local media because your ability to reach is more important in this scenario in this type of media right but let's recap if you don't have selfies you chan- you run the chance that people don't see you as a real human being a real person if you don't have like personal branding lifestyle where you're showing people what you do, how you do it, then you're not going to be able to very quickly convey the message, I can help you. And if you're not creating scroll stopping, you know, like iconic images that make people say like, what the hell? Like, whoa, that's cool. If you're not creating those, um, you're going to just blend in. In an era where attention is the highest form of currency, you have to nail these three shots. Nail these three shots. And I'm also going to give you the resources um, for um, connecting with three people, which actually two people. The first person that can get you dope ass selfies is you, right? Get a stand, get a remote you know, and take your selfies and take a lot of them. Nobody's watching. You don't have to put out anything you don't want. Take a lot of selfies, stand by a window and take a lot of them and take a lot of them. Practice your your face, your poses and take a lot of them. No one's judging you. No one gets to see these. And if you take a hundred selfies and only five are good, then delete the 95, work those fives and get better. Keep practicing. You could take a selfie every freaking day. And by the time, like within a year, you can literally master photography from just practicing. The second person that, um, so number one, you, intro- I want to introduce you to yourself. Number two, the second person I want to introduce you, her name is Calliope. I think that I'm saying that correctly, but she is the brand genius behind Muse Branding Studio. You can find her at musebrandingstudio.com. Why I'm recommending her is because she's not your typical personal branding lifestyle photographer. She's very good at capturing who you are and what you do in a way that doesn't look like sitting you down at a coffee shop and having coffee, which is very, um, very bland. And a lot of people have um, done that type of lifestyle. So that type of lifestyle work usually is done by um, women or people who are photographers, but they're also generalists. So you'll see these photographers who do, they do babies and weddings and they do this and branding. That person that person is a generalist and that person is going to create content that is very bland, not because they're not good at photography, but because their focus is very spread out. The way that you light a baby, the way that you light a bride and the way that you, you know, light a powerful CEO entrepreneur, they're not the same. And I'm not saying that um, you can't do all of those. You can but I will encourage you to check out musebrandingstudio.com because she does the same um, idea of lifestyle. She wants to demonstrate and show people how hot you are and what you've got to offer, but she's not going to do it in a way that you're going to blend in. She's going to help you stand out. She's going to help you have such an iconic presence. And so she's going to bring the the viewer and going to invite them into who you really are, what you do, what makes you special, what makes you unique. So I, I, I want to recommend one more person. 
And that's me. Is that weird that I'm recommending myself? I want to recommend myself for the more advertising style photos. The only reason I'm recommending myself is because I'm the only one that I know that does it like this. And it's not even my desire. It's because that's my background and that's actually my preference. If I had to choose, I would choose advertising photography, but personal branding and pers- and advertising um, are, are really similar because when you take your personal brand and take photos of that, um, you are essentially advertising yourself and advertising your product and your service. But I would love to for you to play with the idea that you need to let people know about you, who you are, the real you and their lifestyle. But I also want you to think about um, your business as a corporation, like as a large corporation, um, Coca-Cola, Target, um, um, I don't know, like Burger King, like these are huge corporations and they have advertisements. And what's cool about advertisement is that this is where you allow yourself to be a little bit more playful, a little bit more creative. Um, so it allows you to be on a personal brand and then allows you to convey a story or a message. And this is primarily for me about something that has a little bit more high production value. Um, but this is not something that I say that it's like a requirement. I definitely think that number one and number two are like non-negotiable requirements. I think number three is when you're ready to scale. Because when you're ready to scale, you're also um, personifying something that's um, perhaps still in the future. And when you start to um, act like a corporation, act like you're a big deal, um, see yourself as having the power to create legacy, a legacy that will outlive you, then you can start to create narratives and stories with your with your content. And I don't necessarily think that everybody is ready for an advertising style of campaign. I don't think that. I think that we work, this is a very easy way to see how you work um, through this. So number one, we all start here, selfies, right? We all start here. And there's value in that and you should keep doing that and understand how you utilize them. Now your strength with selfies is like, I'm a real human being. I'm not some AI bitch that is not even real and is replacing women and is making more money than real women. I'm a real person. You can you can find me. You can back like if something's up, you can call me. I'm a real human being. I got you. You know, I think that knowing when to plug these in and how important they are. But I'm going to tell you that if you stop at the selfie level, right, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because we need to continue to grow. Treat our business like a business and move forward. Even if you're a psychic, even if you're a mystic, we live in this three world, 3D reality. And so when people are just like, the 3D is not real, I'm just like, all right, bitch, but stay in your house and don't sell me anything because I guarantee you that what you're trying to sell me isn't the 3D. I'm not buying nothing from the 5D. I'm not, I, the 4D, the 5D, the 60, the 70, all, the only people that can give you, the only beings that can give you any type of um, work in those Ds, it's a God, like the angels. Like ain't nobody here at the 3D trying to take me to the 5D. We here together. So, you know, one of the, the, best, the best things that I can encourage you to do is to remove the hierarchy between people. People are just people. That's it. Um, so, um, yeah, I think that is all I have to say about that. These are the three um, photos that one needs to um, move that business from, like, I'm just playing around online to I'm serious to, like, I'm creating legacy and I'm shifting the status quo. Um, that doesn't mean that any of these things are musically exclusive, right? You very well can come to me for a lifestyle um, type of, of shoot and you may love it. The reason I don't necessarily always shoot that is for me. I don't necessarily like that style for me. So what you don't like to do, you may not be very good at and you shouldn't be doing things you don't want to do. That's why I really wanted to have like give you one key person that is genius at this level of personal branding because it's it it immediately removes the competition when we can acknowledge the other people around us that do something that we can't do and that they do it better and that we should not be in scarcity to believe that if I recommend 
my quote unquote sister, right? Because she's a woman, because she's a psychic, she's a photographer. If I recommend her that I'm missing out on anything, I'm not. Right? Like actually I'm I'm doing something that's more beautiful. Right? And I've talked about this a little bit. It's we're moving from the age of um competition into the age and the era of collaboration. And we need to know why that's important. Your selfies are not going to be able to land you a magazine cover, but I promise you that I can. Your selfies might not be able to get you 10K months, but I promise you that the Muse Branding Studio can, without a doubt, can get you to the height of your desires and your goals, right? That's why collaboration is important. And we got to move away from thinking that, oh, but you know, why would I pay? For a website, if I can do it myself, why would I pay for graphics if I can do it myself? Why would I pay for um, photos if I can do it myself? Right? Just because that's how society will continue to grow. That's how we can depend less and less on an AI and build community and help each other. Like it's very, very selfish that now that you have money, you still choose to use Canva and do it yourself. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say that I use Canva, but it's not because um, I can't pay a graphic designer. It's because I do graphic design, right? Like, obviously, I'm not going to hire someone that I do of, of the things that I do. But um, the way things are going and how my schedule is going to be filled up, um, I might very well have to hire someone. But I believe that if you get paid and if you get paid well, then you should pay and you should pay well. It's just good karma. It is the law of attraction. And it is like sisterhood. We're never going to fix the patriarchy. If we utilize everything the patriarchy has taught us against ourselves, against other women, right? And I don't have the the, um, solutions for what a feminine business looks like compared to a masculine business, right? I don't even subscribe to those you know, sep- you know, separations or whatever. I know a lot of people made a lot of money, you know, based on those divisions. I don't, I just don't see the world that way. Um, but the reality is that yes, we live in a patriarchy. It's been a patriarchy for a minute. And so all the data, all the studies, all the information we have, we can just make an assumption that is biased. It's biased towards the masculine. And so instead of trying to completely um, do things in a, in a feminine way, we have to adjust and adopt to what works because we got to get in before we can make a change. Okay, so let me give you an example. A lot of us want to change the status quo. Imagine a person who wants to be president of the United States, right? If that person comes from jump, talking about... Uh, reparations and this and that and the other and a lot of um, topics that make people really uncomfortable a person's not going to get elected but what if that person knows that their job is to get elected into the presidency before they can change anything before they can um, implement policies and their job however horrible it may be is that they need to to a degree come um, play this conformity um, and learn the game right so they can be positioned, they can, they can have the status, the authority, right, to change things, to really change things. So a lot of the things that I, I teach and I help women with, especially female entrepreneurs that are also spiritual and intuitives, um, there's a lot of action, a lot of taking charge. I'm not necessarily going to prescribe to the idea of like lean back, you're feminine. I want to. I want to, I really do. But the system right now is still a masculine system. And in order for me to fix it, right, it's, it's rigged against us. In order for me to fix it, I got to play a degree of this game, right? I got to play the selfies. I got to get the light, the branding lifestyle. I got to get the advertising. I got to get in there. And when I, once I have popularity, once I have voice, once I have impact, I can say, and you know what? It's fucking wrong. Let's change it. But here's what I, I, I'm afraid is happening. A lot of people that have a lot of strong opinions and want to change the world, no one knows who the fuck you are. No one sees you. No one knows your voice. No one knows your story. No one knows your face. No one knows your name. And it's very easy for us to think that we're going to change the world talking shit from behind our phones. 
I had this message in my heart today. And I got this download. And it was like, why are people more worried about like what happens abroad than what happens to women of color in this country, men of color in this country, all the homelessness and the injustices and what, why do we focus so much on the world and not in, in, in our individual um, problems, per, perhaps at the local level, even at the state level, even at our country, like our country. I mean, do we forget that, you know, children and mothers were separated when they were trying to enter this country and we were barbaric as Americans and separated children from their mothers at ages, at tender ages, when we know that they're going to have a permanent impact on how that child is, his potential. <sighs> and I got this download because I was really talking to God about this. I was like, what the hell is wrong with people? And the download was this. The reason we are able to have outrage, the selective outrage, to quote um, Chris Rock, is because when a problem is so far away and so far out of reach when we talk rah, 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 when we scream and and we raise our voices against it we feel like we're doing something but we are not we're, we're essentially just making noise we're big make we're part of the noise we're never part of the solution so the download that I got was that the reason we do that is because we actually aren't going to do anything about it. And it's much easier to focus on a problem that is so far and so big and we actually have no potency. We have no power in impacting that because at least doing nothing, we feel like, well, we can, what can we do? Well, I don't know what to do. It's, it's like it's over there. I don't know. That, that is the problem. Because that person has the ability to walk around their street and pick up trash if they were really trying to make the world better. That person has the ability to go to like a place like LA that has like so many homeless. Someone like me can literally walk around and hand, hand food to people. Mind you, don't bring your fucking phone. Don't document it because it doesn't count unless it's sincere. But that's something you can do. That's something I can do. So meanwhile, your focus, we're focused on problems we can't even grapple with, we can't even grasp. And there's things in your local community that would not only make you like feel better, actually a contributing part of society and actually can help your, your movement, could help your fame, it could help put you on the map. If you do something for your community to heal your community, your direct community, you're right there and your community is not like Latinas, psychics. Your community could be a neighbor across the street, man. It could be like your local church, your local, I don't know, you know, store. I could literally walk up to a store that cannot afford advertising and I could literally do some photos they can use in their, in their PR. There's so many ways that we can give back and we don't. Because if we were serious about giving back, we would do it within our means. And we wouldn't be focused on how the hell do I take care of people in the other side of the world when I'm not fucking worried about taking care of people next door. You know what I'm saying? Like we need to stop lying to ourselves. You want to do something about the state of the world? Do something in your neighborhood. Get famous. Get loud. Get vocal. No one's going to fucking know who you are unless you put yourself out there. No one's going to be able to change and have an improved life unless you take the initiative to make your mission that important. I hope that I lit a fire in your ass today and that you understand the value of these three types of photography that you're going to need without the number three, which is the scroll, scroll stopping stuff. And at any point, these could be all scroll stopping. I just gave it a little name just, you know, to make it easier to remember. But you can create um, li lifestyle branding shots that are um, scroll stopping and you can create selfies that are scroll stopping. So this is but but number three is more about the high production value that 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 makes people see you as credible, as a person who values investment, as a person who is not out there just playing, you know, playing monkey on the internet, just lip syncing. 
like i'm sorry i love you i respect you but if you're a powerful woman if you're a teacher if you're a healer like what are you doing what are you not doing like are your words are you able to back up your words are you able to say i care about people i'm gonna help and then you go and fucking do something to help people energy is energy so whether you are helping a homeless person that you saw down the street or you're sending money to a different country like energy is energy what is leading your life is the energy and the actions and the decisions you make at every moment I'm sick and tired of hearing people complain about the state of the world, especially because they say the state of the world is is bad. It's not. There's always war. There's always people trying to take over the world. There's always, all in all eras, in all generations, there's people taking advantage of other people. The state of the world is, 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 is the same as always been. And I will challenge you to even think that it's better. There's no fucking way that the world is worse now than it was 400 years ago when there was slavery in America. There's just no way. So, like, we need to stop repeating this nonsense. The reason the world seems worse is because media has you poisoned to believe that it is because media feeds off your fear. The more afraid you are and the more emotionally they can hook you, the more you watch their stupid fucking media. We are not exempt from our karma. We are spiritual beings Having a physical experience that's probably making up for some fuck shit that you did in the past. We need to say, my bad, I fucked up, and we need to pick up our shit and keep moving and be better. I am a Ho'oponopono practitioner. If you know about Ho'oponopono, Ho'oponopono is a prayer, a Hawaiian prayer that it's essential function is to eliminate erroneous thoughts and frequencies from the collective from from the human consciousness and so by taking responsibility for everything that you experience you can actually change it and impact not just your life but the entire world the problem with people who, who know about ho'oponopono is that they only know about the four phrases i love you i'm sorry please forgive me thank you but what they don't know is that when you listen to the original prayer, which is much longer, and, and, and the phrases have been condensed because they hold the potency, but when you listen to the original prayer, it very clearly says, so it's, it's basically a forgiveness prayer, which is saying, I know that the people who are making me uncomfortable, who are maybe hurting me or are causing me to have challenges, are only giving me what I once gave them. This prayer talks about karma. And if you're going through something crazy and maybe your life is hard, is difficult, like I want you to play with the concept of owning that maybe there's something in you that you didn't know about, you know, like in your past lives that you need to rectify and correct in this lifetime. And just take it personally. Take it personally and clear that karma and make amends, you know, and do something extraordinary. I'm rooting for you.